The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. You know what that means. It means we are live on YouTube. UFC Fight Island 8 post-fight show here on MMAfighting.com. Hope you guys enjoyed the card. We just heard from Michael Chiesa after his big win over Neil Magny. Five rounds, 49-46 across the board. Call out Colby Covington. Not sure he gets that fight, but as Wayne Gretzky once said, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So there you go. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for joining us once again on the other end of our post-fight coverage. Casey Lydon is here. And also joining us is the Prince of Positivity, Mr. Alex K. Lee. AK, hope you enjoyed the card. There you go. Some branding. Where's my, Where's my check? Where's my check, Lydon? Where's my check? That's what seven oh. hours of fighting will do. But, uh, Where am I? I'm oh, gone. Keith, oh, no, I disappeared. Still what? Now we're all gone. Where am I? Still? Yeah. All right, we'll, okay. we'll, we'll sort this out. You guys can still hear us. Okay, perfect. Hey. Yeah. All right. Seven well, I, hours. Yes. AK, uh, I want to get your <laughs> First, oh, God. Oh, I'm just saying. Uh, it, it actually, but I mean, it kind of was not a bad card. I, I, I think any 14 fight card, you could have like three fight of the year, you know, fights in the first like seven fights. It's still going to drag once you hit that like 10, 11 mark. So I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I actually thought for as long as it was pretty good, pretty good for for Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning, North America card. Well, well um, let's get your take on. Oh, go ahead, Casey. Yeah, Wednesday morning for us, but over there. So right now it's one it's one thirty a.m. So that was kind of a normal East Coast fight card, I would think. What well, except for the length, but as for in terms in terms of times for um, local time. So um, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, there man. Those, those fights. I felt like especially during like say Tyson uh, what was it Tyson Nam and uh, Matt Schnell, even though that was a really good fight. I felt the announcers were just kind of getting a bit loopy and not really paying attention. Yeah. And, but that's going to happen in big cards, long, big cards like this. Long cards, rather. Yeah. I agree. Uh, AK, by the way, if you're watching right now, we want to hear from you. This is going to be mostly a fan question, listener submission type of show. But uh, So send them in into the, into the live chat. But AK, before we get to our wonderful listeners and viewers... Your thoughts on Michael Chiesa's big win. Fourth win in a row, 170. Dominates Neil Magny from start to finish. What did you think? 
great. He looked like a guy who I think is like a top six, top seven contender. Like undefeated at welterweight now, 4-0 against really good competition. Um, you know, he just beat uh, Rafael de Daños. That's legit. Uh, and now getting this uh, commanding win over Magny. It, it was certainly helped by the fact that Magny accommodated his greatest skill. He after the first round, he really, it seemed Magny said, all right, well, you know what? If we're going to grapple, we're going to grapple. I might even engage some. I might even throw you down to the mat every now and then. Um, and Magny you know, has, has pretty good offensive grappling. Uh, but against Keza, you know, this was clearly somewhat of a tactical error. Um, you know, I don't want to I don't want to play backseat uh, corner man here. But um, I think I think we know going into this fight, we would have all said, well, if this fight takes place primarily on the ground, it's a case of win for sure. And we were not surprised in any regard because that's what it turned out to be. Keys won four out of five rounds. Um, again, and Magni had a good effort in a lot of times, got out of some tough situations. Again, and got a, a slam in there somewhere. But every time you just knew uh, that Keza was gonna was gonna figure things out, get the better of, of most positions, and just and just control the fight. So I don't know. You know, maybe Magni saw something in round one that he didn't like. Uh, saw something in the striking that just wasn't working for him, or his team thought again, maybe if they initiate the grappling and they're the aggressors, kind of beat him to the punch in that regard. Either way, uh, it didn't work out for Magni. But Keza looked fantastic. We all know he's an elite grappler, uh, and he showed that against a re- really really tough veteran opponent in Neil Magni, and I love the call out after as well. I agree with everything you just said. Uh, so get those questions in. We're going to get to them in a matter of moments. But before we do that, the UFC Fight Island 8 post-fight show here on MAFighting.com is being brought to you by ESPN+. Plus. Conor McGregor makes his long-awaited return in a rematch against Dustin Poirier at UFC 257 this Saturday, January 23rd, only on ESPN+. Plus. UFC 257 is exclusively available to ESPN Plus subscribers for $69.99, or you can sign up now to get UFC 257 and an ESPN Plus annual plan for $89.98. So you're going to save some buckaroos by doing that plan. So go to ESPNplus.com forward slash PPV, ESPNplus.com forward slash PPV, and order UFC 257 Poirier versus McGregor 2 right now. Save yourself some time. All right. With that being said... Why, thank you. Thank you. Hey, you earned it, bro. You earned earned that air horn. You earned it. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of my radio days doing (laughs) doing these reads. All right. So let's let's get to the peeps, see what they have to say about this 14-fight card. Destination Jones. Main event was whack. Uh, It it was one-sided. You know, it was it was one sided if we're being honest. But I mean, if you like, if you appreciate grappling, there was a lot to like uh, fights. So no, it wasn't. It was pretty much the antithesis of the main event that we got on uh, on Saturday with uh, with Max Holloway and Calvin Cater. You know, which was just a stand up war. Uh, again, also mostly one sided. So uh, maybe uh, Decimation Jones here is, finds one sided striking beatdowns a little more palatable than uh, one sided grappling uh, competitions, but. I don't know if I'd go as far as say it was whack. It just maybe maybe it wasn't exciting if you're looking for uh, stand up action. I in terms of competition because coming into this coming into this fight week, I think everyone was in agreement that what do we think the, the most competitive main event was? Was everyone pretty much saying Kiesa Kiesa Magni as far as like the, the three main events? This was going to be like the one that's going to be really competitive. We thought that's what I recall. Uh, that of, of the three main events, yeah. 
Was she being the most competitive? Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would say this. I would, people, I we, we, were on, we were on the fence. You know, no one had like a real like, oh, this guy's going to win. And um, in terms of competition, yeah, after about two rounds, you kind of, you knew where the fight was going. So I, whack is, that's, that's pretty harsh, but nah, it wasn't whack. But competitive, no. That's a bummer. Uh, the photo of Sebastian Jones was excellent. It was uh, <laughs> Dave Chappelle from the Chappelle show, the trading, trading spaces skit outstanding. So kudos to you. Well done. <laughs> oh, he's back. No, I'm just, yeah. just. Oh, just to get another look at the photo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay. Well, if you're going to compare everything to Nick Diaz, or Diego Sanchez, that's setting a pretty high bar. So I mean, okay, yeah. fine. It was, it, yeah, no, 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 but I agree. I, it, it was, it was not the most exciting main event. I, I, let's, let's not, you know, frame it in a way that, that, it, uh, that, that it wasn't, uh, it, it was a great performance by Kesa and, and, you know, and a solid competitive main event, but, uh, well, not that competitive, but I mean, as in at least it went the distance, but, uh, yeah, I don't, I won't go as whack, but it wasn't super exciting. AK, this question is for you because Casey and I talked about this on yeah. the other side during the, the uh, press conference stream. Thoughts on Michael Chiesa versus Colby Covington should the UFC pull the trigger on that matchup? Chiesa, nice little fiery one-line promo calling him out. What do you think of that matchup if it, if it does happen? Love it. Love it. For anyone who might have missed it, he said, he said the, ele- uh, the election's over and shtick is done, Colby Covington. Let's go. Let's fight. Uh, so it was good. It was timely. Obviously, we had, you guys had the inauguration in the United States today. Uh, so he was on point. It was obviously something he had thought of beforehand. He, he usually is pretty thoughtful uh, with his with his call outs. So that's always a, a point in Case's favor. Yeah, I love the matchup uh, stylistically. I, I don't think uh, I mean, I was just off the top of my head. I would probably if you asked me to bet right now, I'd probably pick Covington. But Nothing that Keita has showed me says that like he wouldn't have a chance. He's a really, really strong grappler. How he would deal with the nonstop pressure uh, and wrestling of of Covington, it'd be a real test. But that's why this fight should happen. So I want to see this fight. The trash talk leading up to it, I could probably do without if it ends up happening because Keita's a really nice guy. I, like I said, I know he's game, he's game to talk back if something comes up. But Covington, I find his trash talk so dull. Uh, and I, I would not want to see Kaysa kind of lower himself to that level to match it. But uh, seeing these guys in a main event, it'd have to be a main event, by the way. I don't want to, I know they'd probably want to put it on a pay per view card with something else. I think this has to headline a fight night show, UFC on ESPN show, whatever. And I think it has to get five rounds. I think you want to see these guys uh, grapple. And, and I think we could kind of get, we could get a grappling matchup that would make even Decimation Jones happy. <laughs> I am well very. Said. I, I'm I'm really kind of curious what what Colby's shtick will be. Now is he still gonna go with that shtick? Go with the whole stop the still shtick for the next fucking next oh, sorry next four years? I don't know. So we'll see. Did you like the but you like you like the call out? Okay, was that the proper? Yeah, one? I, I, I like when I like when anyone has a name. We kind I, I think we discussed on on uh, either in the Q and A this morning. It's hard. All the days are kind of melding together, yeah, right, guys? They are. I don't know if we discussed it on the Q and A or the preview show, but we did say we did a preview show for this card, right? Okay, I honestly, honestly, everything is just a blur. Um, people have seen have seen my face way too much in the last like forty eight hours. Uh, but no, I, I, uh, yeah, no, I did like. It. I think it's the right name for him. Uh, there's certainly other guys in the top ten he could fight. Which would, and probably more realistic callouts, but this is a, a shoot for the moon and you land in the clouds or land in the stars, however you want to phrase it. And again, if he doesn't get the fight, he's on the UFC's radar. They should give him a top six, top seven guy, um, which is kind of where he is uh, right now. And 
and just keep me and keep on that short list for a title fight in the future. It's it's possible. Oh, Alejandro like knew where my head was going because I was literally going to ask this exact question to Casey. What's more likely, Worley Alves versus Nate Diaz or Michael Chiesa versus Colby Covington? I think you guys, I think I know where your head's at, but uh, let's hear your your reasoning behind it. Did you did you catch why Worley wants to fight Nate Diaz though? Um, I don't know. If, um, basically, because Nate Diaz smokes the green, was it the 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 smoky lettuce? What do people call it? I don't know. Devil's lettuce. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Esther. <laughs> I, I, hey, thanks, Esther. Man. Yeah. How do you know that, Esther? Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about her. Suspicious. Uh, yeah. So that was why Warley wants to fight. Uh, Nate because of um, Nate promotes the devil's lettuce and children watch cage fighting which is weird um, so <laughs> that was why so unless Nate really takes offense to that hell no that fight's not happening so uh, yeah obviously KSL Colby is uh, 10,000 billion times more likely to happen than Warley versus Nate Diaz Yes. Uh, th- thank you for the question, Alejandro. But uh, I, I'm really having trouble envisioning a scenario where Diaz accepts this fight. I, I, again, uh, and this even stretched my concept of, of uh, people should always have a name. You should always have a name. So I, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. We're talking about it. it I, I, I just don't see I'm, I'm struggling to connect the dots beyond the uh, real fighters don't use drugs. Other than that, I... I'm trying to scenario like like I'm trying to put myself in the matchmaker's shoes. Would I want to put this on a pay per view? Would I want to have on a fight night? Is this when can we? Is this a summer? Would it be better on a summer show? Is it better on Fred Island at the Apex? And already, I, like that's too far. Already, it's just like no, this is it's not. It's not worth thinking that far ahead. Diaz, there's there's no realm where these two guys intersect, unfortunately. Uh, how do you feel having a six-hour show? I hope it doesn't happen again. I love the fights, but this is too much. Uh, I hate to say this, Prince of Mischief. <coughs> Excuse me, but uh, it's going to happen again on Saturday, and it's going to happen <laughs> again next week, and then it's going to happen again the next week, and then it's going to happen the next week. That's what happens. These and it's, and it's, it all spreads out. It's been up. happening. Yeah, I felt like the six-hour yeah. show is kind of like no, normal. I felt like that was almost short. I feel like we've had. I feel like we've short. Had, yeah, I feel like we've had longer. Even though there are fourteen fights, I think I feel like we've had longer <laughs> cards. Was this not longer than six hours? I think it was. First, first broadcast six started at half. six. Is that about six? Yeah, about six and a half hours. Yeah. The broadcast started at six, and then it was done by or six two? Eight, No, by not twelve thirty. Twelve thirty a.m. Well, twelve thirty a.m. Okay, local, fair enough. Twelve thirty p.m. Yeah, you're trying. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, look, we've had longer shows already, so I wish that the six hours was the norm. Uh, again, this is, you know, Prince of Mischief is asking, this is really only for people who watch from fight number one on the prelims all the way to uh, to the final fight. So, again, to everyone out there, it's if you love MMA, by all means, watch everything. But if, if, you're, if you're feeling just a little casual these days, maybe you've had changes in your life, maybe you got married, maybe you had a kid or something, maybe you're going back to school, I don't know. You, you do not have to watch every fight. You don't have to. We'll, we'll have highlights. We have recaps on MMAfighting.com. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll have videos of all the big finishes. It's okay. I, I know you want to keep up. I know you're hardcore. I know our listeners and our, and our viewers and our readers are the biggest, best fans in the world. But you've earned your right to rest and not watch every fight on a 14-fight 
50 fight card. It's okay. Lay down your swords. Whatever, casual. <laughs> I, I really, I'm really curious how many people watch watch like today's card. They watch um, Fierro, her walkout all the way till Kiesa's post fight speech. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know how many. I have no idea. I'm just kind of curious. Shout out in the chat if you watched that. I would say less. <laughs> I would say less than normal because I had a lot of people hitting me up being like, "I'm watching the live. I'm watching everybody's live tweets, and I'm working. I haven't been able to watch any of it." Yeah. And I'm just like, "Well, stay off Twitter. Like, what do you want me to say? Like, don't go on Twitter if you don't want to know what happened." The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Uh, well, funny enough, uh, I'm glad you asked this. Pull this question up, Casey. Roku Sladich asks, "What is next for Neil Magny?" Okay, now as people may know, you and I host the matchmaking show. On to the next one. We're going to record tonight for tomorrow morning the episode which follows this card. Uh, we're having a conversation whether or not we should say what's next for Neil Magny. And this is no disrespect because Magny is in a, in a very interesting position right now where you could kind of mix and match and everything sort of makes sense. But we're here. We might as well just do it now. What is next for Neil Magny after that loss to Michael Chiesa today? What are you thinking, AK? It's got a big smile on my face because first I'll say uh, the sensible answer would be may- maybe maybe a Santiago Ponzinibbio rematch maybe let maybe give give uh, Neil Magny a chance to get that win back it was a long time ago now it was over two years ago um, and again you know Ponzinibbio won that fight uh, by, by KO is kind of what propelled him into the top 10 um, and, but you know again we don't know it, it ended so quickly it doesn't really give us a great gauge of who's a better fighter it was so long ago uh, Ponzinibbio needs to bounce back from that uh, fight with uh, Li Jingliang but I just realized Mike now that Magny's coming off a loss, you know, there's another fighter coming off a loss right around his spot in the rankings and, and they were previously matched up and, and I, had, I had almost given up on the stream, but why not? It's time to bring back hashtag Neil on Neil. <laughs> Neil Magny and Jeff Neil. Hashtag Neil on Neil. Let's bring back. I don't know if I can take Jeff Neil away from another fight. Like, on to the next one. I, I feel like I put Jeff Neal in five different fights over the last five weeks. But, yeah, Neal on Neal. The dream is alive, AK. The dream is alive. It, it was probably never gone. I, should, I shouldn't have given up on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a thought on this, Casey? 
Neil's in that position. Uh, Magny's in that position where, yeah, with his ranking, with the loss, with his, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's not. He doesn't get paid. He's not in the top tier as far as making, as far as you know, salaries for the UFC in, in terms of welterweight. So I think he's pretty easy to match make. I'm just more. I'm, I'm kind of curious what the UFC wants to do with him. Is do they do they take this as just a loss against a top ten guy and. Maybe his next fight, Magny will get back in the top 10, or is Magny now that guy they use to build up the next generation of great welterweights? Um, I'm kind of curious how... Um, oops, sorry, my notifications are going off. Um, I'm kind of curious how um, UFC will handle that. But um, I personally would like to see... I don't know, man. Someone like Neil Magny, Neil Magny versus Michelle Pereira. Is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy. I don't think so. There's something I kind of like about that fight um, to really test um, prayers. Maybe not his wrestling cardio, but just his cardio in general. I know we've seen we've seen um, prayer have trouble with uh, uh, just being held, but I don't think um, Magny's that type of guy. But he can just push it with it with his volume striking and just general pressure. So it'd be, I think, an interesting stylistic matchup. Only if it's crazy Pereira, though. I don't want to see. I don't want to see mature technical Pereira. Nobody yeah, wants that. that. I want that crazy kind of, that kind of suck? Yeah. Versus. Yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. want winning. I don't want this player that cares about winning fights. Ugh. What, what, what are we doing here? Why? Why? Ooh, sorry. Ugh. 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 Winning Ugh. fights. God, fighting. Ugh. Disgusting. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> oh, here we go. You can't go wrong. That's what's, that's what's kind of interesting about having Magni in the spot is you cannot go wrong. You can put him against anybody, and it all, mm-hmm. and it all makes sense. Yeah. Uh, from Sheila, AK, if we didn't watch all the fights, we would have missed Davis versus Jones. It was the most fun fight on the card. That's a great point, Sheila. That's a great point. And, and, uh, and again, you, look, if, if you stuck to, from this card from beginning to end, you were rewarded. You got some really good fights. That, that was the best of, and there's there's several good fights in this card. Uh, some good highlights. You were rewarded if you watched it. But I'm just saying, for people who have, I have no life. Uh, I uh, It's my job to cover MMA. So it's a perfect storm. And I, and, I, and I love MMA. So those three things is like, of course, I don't mind sticking around. But again, some people have lives. Some people have things. Uh, so I'm saying if, if you missed, you can always catch a replay. That's the other beat of it. We live in an age, guys, where everything is recorded. There is no, oh, I missed it. I'll, I'll, they'll never show that again. It's like, no, you can probably, if you missed Davis versus Jones, definitely uh, whichever way, way you have ESPN Plus, uh, Fight Pass, whatever you have, whichever method you have to rewatch it, go go watch it. But if you miss it live, okay, you missed a moment maybe, but you know, again, life's too short. Uh, hopefully, uh, if, you, if you didn't catch the fights, you're doing something else productive, you can catch, catch the rest later. But Sheila's right. Uh, if, you, if you watch this from beginning to end, you reward it. It was not a bad card at all. No, no, Casey. Let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this question right now. I know we the, the sample size is, is very small because we've only had two events in 2021. But as of right now, January 20th, 2021, is Mike Davis versus Mason Jones the fight of the year? Absolutely. That was a great fight. Um, will it win fight of the year once we have the the, the other 6,000 cards we're going to watch later on? Um, <laughs> no, it would not win fight of the year. It was unfortunately just too low in the card, um, not enough stakes in the fight, but it was an extremely competitive fight, highly technical, highly violent, had um, had, had everything, right? It, like, like I said, there's so many free... I knew the fight was awesome, but I'm trying, I'm trying to go back in my memory and I, other than punching, other than them hitting each other a lot, I can't remember the fight. I have to actually see highlights of it again because we saw just so many fights. But um, 
yeah, fight of the year. That was it was just great. great, great best, you know what? It was the, it was the best fight of the year so far. But I'm really hoping it's not the best fight of the week. I'm really hoping we're gonna get something on Saturday that's gonna even outshine that amazing fight. So I'm I'm being positive. Yeah, and, okay. and we certainly could. But yeah, it was. Yeah. Is this number one was, um, or is it number two? Yeah. No, it's the best one we've had so far. I think I think the Holloway cater fight might be more memorable. It might be a fight we certainly look back on. Uh, again, just if, if just for the name power. But I think anytime it comes up, someone else might say, hey, do you remember a few days later when Mike Davis and Mason Jones had that fight? You're like, oh, yeah. You're like, yeah, that was a better fight. Um, so the Holloway cater fight is always going to come up first in conversations. Um, even by the end of the year, I'm sure I'll be talking about, about that fight instead of uh, Davis Jones. But if you're just talking about pure entertainment, ignoring where the you know card placement stakes um, and the names, uh, Davis Jones was so good. And and, I, and Casey, I know you're saying it's kind of hard to remember what happened, but like, it's what made it great is it wasn't like a brawl. It was really was one guy was winning the fight, then the other guy was winning the fight, and then sometimes they sometimes they be evenly yeah. trading. But there was a real was well, a real ebb and flow to it, which you don't always see in the UFC. Often you see once one guy takes control, it's kind of that kind of starts telling the whole story. Somehow these guys they never quite they would get stung, they would get shaken by a hard shot, and never quite back down. They'd find a way in the next like minute to recover. It was really advanced stuff for. Uh, for Davis, uh, who's only in his uh, third UFC fight, and uh, Mason Jones uh, coming over from Cage Warriors, but uh, only his first UFC fight. Oh, um, I do not think Holloway and Cater was even the second second best fight of the weekend. <laughs> second best fight of the week. I thought I thought that was the the most brain damage we're going to see all week. But um, yeah, the fight for a fight of the year, it needs there need it needs to have it needs to be competitive, and that fight, unfortunately, Cater Holloway was not competitive, but. Uh, are people really think are are people really saying Holloway Cater is like a fight of the year contender? No, I think I think a lot of people were excited in the moment. I'm seeing a lot of comments. After I didn't even think it was a like, fight of the night. Kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I saw some people who didn't enjoy. I saw plenty of comments of people who did not think the fight was that great. Who, no, no, who, who thought who thought Holloway's performance was yeah. amazing, but like. Yes, as far as it being like a, a, a competitive fight, obviously it wasn't. Uh, so there's some people who are kind of saying like, like they didn't understand why one fight of the night, they're like, shouldn't he have just gotten a performance bonus? And, you know, but I mean, Mike and I have made a point that I th- we think Cater was rewarded for his toughness. Um, and the fact that he kept coming back and was in the fight for so long is kind of what allowed Holloway to style. I know that sounds almost like mm-hmm. a backhanded compliment, but in this situation, it did take kind of two people for Holloway to get to show out like he did. All right. What's your number two, Casey? Car- Car- Carlos Felipe versus oh, Justin yeah. Tafa. Is that your that number fight, two? Yeah. Tafa <laughs> Felipe. That fight ruled. That fight. And dude, of all the weight classes, I actually heavyweight, men's heavyweight is probably like my least favorite weight class too. And the fact that I'm saying that fight was awesome, just go watch it. Go watch it, Sheila. You were probably, yeah. I'm assuming she, I don't know why I'm saying Sheila didn't watch the fight, but <laughs> if you haven't watched that fight, oh, I think she that, watched it. Yeah, she watched She She's hardcore. All right. Oh, is it over for Marcus Perez? Um, AK, I have a feeling that Marcus Perez will not be the only one in this conversation from this afternoon's card. Is 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 that a fair statement? He did he did them a favor though, didn't he? Wasn't this a short notice fight? Uh, let, let me check. He t- he did this he did this on short notice, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. You were playing, it was short you were playing three weeks notice. Okay. Yeah, for easy, easy fatigue of food. So I, I, and by the way, that doesn't need, I, I, I'm nearly certain we have seen guys 
take fights on short notice. And if it was like their third or fourth straight loss in the UFC, I think they were still, they would still end up getting, so he's not saved. I would just hope that the fact that he took this on short notice um, would, would give him some leeway, you know, uh, he, he's an exciting guy to watch. He's almost like, I kind of pro- compared him to Pajeda where it's like, I don't really want to see him fight smart. Um, but if he's not fighting smart, then he's not winning. So he's in, he's in a tough spot. I, I hope they give him another chance. I hope we see the Joker makeup come back. Apparently that was a conscious decision not to wear the Joker makeup anymore. This is sort of a new beginning for him, hmm. but I don't think, I don't think we'll see him cut, especially considering how much rope they gave to uh, Vinicius Moreira. So if Vinicius Moreira can get, can get a, a fourth fight after three straight losses, then uh, Perez should get another chance. Can we talk about him, Vinicius? We certainly, yes, we should. You, you, <laughs> Go ahead. You, you tweeted some stats. Can, can you share some of those stats you tweeted about the, the, the so, uh Yeah, space on my own in numbers that I keep. Uh, there have been several fighters who have gone 0-4 in the UFC. Some of them in one stint, some of them over, over two stints. Uh, and it was, but only four have been finished in all of those appearances. Uh, Vinicius Moreira obviously is one after, and we saw him today. Uh, and then uh, Tiki Goshen back in the day, I think it was across like three separate stints. So, so Tiki a little bit longer. He got a bunch of chances and and was finished every time. One by injury, which isn't as like nominous, but um, but yes, for Moreira, uh, a dubious record, one of two fighters. Finished, finished every UFC appearance. And I assume, and by the way, I'm assuming that's it. I'm, I, when I said that record, I'm like, yes, he is done at 0-4. Who knows? Maybe they give him a chance to go 0-5 with finishes. But hey, at least he made it past the four-minute mark. All right. He never made it past the four-minute mark of a UFC fight. And he did that. Uh, he just barely did that tonight. Yeah, he almost broke six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> give him one more chance. Yeah, won't we? You know what? One more chance. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. You know what? We're so close to breaking the record. Let's like was it 0-5 or five finishes? We're so close. And we want this opportunity won't come very often. So I'm really hoping the UFC books him again. So uh yeah, I want I want to see. Yes. And by the way, we 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 joke, we joke, and we mock out of love. Vinicius, you're you're a tough guy. Uh, you know, and but maybe your just skills aren't quite at the UFC level yet. I I think that I think the best thing would be probably to part ways with the UFC. Who knows? Maybe go out there, pick up some wins in the regional scene, uh, pick up wins in another promotion, and, and maybe we see we see Vinicius Moreira to come back. So, as much as we laugh, you know, uh, of course, all respect to him for stepping in there four times and, and putting on the line because man, that's 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 tough. That's tough. That's tough run. Yeah, it is. I'm just yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Was it a busted rib or liver shot that hurt that hurt Lizez? I think it was. I don't everything. know if I can be. I don't know if we could answer that question, but the broadcast team seemed to think it was a broken rib. That was. Yeah. They would probably. They would know much more than I would, but I have no. I don't really know. Usually, from a kick like that, it looks like it was. Uh, he just hit the rib really hard. I, I don't even know if it was broken, but just. Taking three kicks, even were were they all blocked, or was a couple of them blocked, or they kind of hit the elbow and bounced off? Either way, I think I mean, all three. Of them, I think all three of them made it through to some degree. Some degree, yeah, yeah. We three yeah. kicks like that from Mister um, Warley Alves. Yeah, that's gonna break something. And uh, um, I just want to thank Mister Alves for um, not kicking one of the most handsome men in the UFC in the face. That was very, I was very generous of him. Um, he didn't, you know, ruin his money maker. So um, yeah. and I'm sure that's why the UFC um, rewarded Alves with a performance performance bonus. So um, yeah, this was like one of those uh, those high school uh, uh, back back at high school scraps where it's like, yo, okay, yo, we're gonna throw down, but no face shots, right, bro? No face shots. No right? face All, shots we're just going body shots, right? Body yeah, shots. Yeah, 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 no face shots, obviously. 
yeah, we got to, we got a semi-formal next week or something. But um, no, I, I, first of all, Worley was a man possessed. Uh, you know, our, our own uh, Guy Cruz, of course, spoke to him before. And he, you know, he was saying all the things about like, oh, I kind of feel bad. I, I've become a mediocre athlete. I kind of became, you know, lackadaisical and like lazy in my preparation. And I read that article and I was like, every fighter says this. I mean, it's very, you know, I'm not, I don't know if I buy it. He came out like, like who really was like, I'm tired of people having, you know, not talking about me anymore. I was a top prospect once. And he really put it on, put on his ass. It was amazing. But, uh, Scott, thanks for being in. First of all, always, I'm a crate. Uh, and then uh, we're not going to diagnose this from here. Uh, we're not Joe Rogan, with who uh, sometimes, sometimes, well, I remember one time he, he, he was like, he's a fighter. And he was like, she's, oh, she tore her ACL or something like that. Or she tore, she tore her ligament. And I'm like, what? Like, that's amazing. How did you diagnose that from, from, from Kate's side? It's incredible. So uh, we're not quite as skilled as Dr. Rogan, unfortunately. I get that on it. Cat scan from wherever, from his angle. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on Umar? Is he potentially mini Habib, meaning he will retire undefeated and a champion? AK, what do you think? How I, I can't even begin to accept like that. He first of all, he's a bantamweight, which is right now. I know we'll still kind of overlook it. It's one of the most low divisions in the UFC. So I don't know if he'll be undefeated by the end of the year. Uh, much less by the end of his career. There's so many good fights for him. He he looked amazing. Uh, he he definitely lived up to the hype. Morozov, it was is a super tough guy to make your debut against, and he had his moments as well. But uh, Umar was 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 his more than his match in the striking, more than his match in the wrestling, in the grappling. Um, so all the hype around this kid was was very well earned. Uh, will he become a champion? Oh yeah. Oh, I could see that for sure. Undefeated, I don't think anyone retires undefeated except except for Habib. So uh, no, I'm not. I'm not quite willing to predict that. But he's got the skills to be a UFC champion for sure. But you really think that you 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 saw in the second fight of the night? You you looked at him and go, that guy will be fighting for the title. You really think? I'm saying he could. He could potentially. <laughs> I, I answer the, the parameters of the question. Potentially, yes, I could. But again, I can say that about a lot of guys. One thirty-five. It's it's <laughs> such as like I would say that about. Uh, I would because like if you ask me like, oh, could, would Marab Devalishvili could he be a future champion? Hell's yeah. Hell yeah, I'd say that about Marab Dvalashvili. So there's literally like seven or eight guys who ask me, could they be a potential champion? I'm like, yeah, right. But he, but like, he's like a, you know. But Umar isn't even, I wouldn't even have him ranked in what, in the top 30, maybe top 30, maybe definitely not top 20. You, you said, But you already think he's that good. Yeah, you. I know you're saying How many bantamweights are there? Yes. <laughs> How many bantamweights are there in the OC right now even? Um, you know, I will. Oh, I, I, will say, quite a few, but, I, I will say this though. With his connection to Habib and the fact that he got the 50K tonight, he will yeah, most yeah. likely get very favorable matchmaking. So I'll, I'll give you I'll give you I'll give you that one. So um, there is potential that he might. I wonder how fast they're going to push him, though. I'm not. Did, did he say anything post fight? Is he, is he a guy that wants a slow roll or is he like, I'm ready? Like, no. No, I think he was one of several fighters today who said uh, I, I was not pleased with my performance. So you know, I think he saw a lot of a lot of mistakes he could have corrected. He had a nice little moment, with Habib, after where Habib was like a uh, year ago today uh, or eight years, uh, nine years ago today. I finished a guy with the same move, same choke, but it took me three rounds and it took Umar two rounds. So that was a nice little moment. But Casey, if you're if you're if you're asking me where I would rank, well, you didn't, but if you're asking me where I'd rank Umar out of about eighty uh, bantamweights, I would put him. Right now, amongst all the the one and zero bantamweights, I'd put him right at the top, so he'd be like uh, fifty three. 
He's my 53rd ranked bantamweight right now. <laughs> that's a big, that's a strong, that's a strong debut. This out of out of eight and debuting 53. Okay, that's really high. He's taking Adrian Yanez's spot. Wow. Yes. Umar versus Asker on one day. Sure. Well, that would be at. I mean, Askarov would have. Well, Askarov would have to to come up, right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 sure, sure. Ask, yeah. Askarov goes up or Umar. I don't know. I don't know enough about Umar. No, he'd go down. I'm not sure if he has multi-divisional aspirations. He looked like a pretty healthy sized uh, 135er, but I don't know. What is going on with Jorge versus Colby? Are they going to be the coaches of tough? I have no freaking idea. No idea. I think you you and I talked about this on the prediction show for on to the next one, AK. Tough does not work, in my opinion, unless these two guys are involved. And unless unless for some reason Conor McGregor is like, you know what? I'm feeling I'm feeling generous. I'll do tough. Outside of that happening, you have to do Mazadal and Covington as the coaches, or no one's gonna watch it. No one's gonna watch it except for Alex Kaylee, because he loves the ultimate fighter. Loves it. I watched, I watched the, the 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 I watched the Edgar Penn season that set up their third pointless fight. I watched that season. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. And I watched it. Um yeah, look, I I I'm I, I, I've said many times I'm I wish they would change the format and just go with like actual coaches as opposed to having to film a show that puts off a fight and a uh, fight that may not happen. Because a lot of times these fights get derailed by injuries or, or other things. But this is one situation where both guys are so inactive anyway and clear, clearly don't plan to like stay busy in the division and fight more than once or twice a year at this stage of their careers. So, so in that sense, putting them on a show is we've waited long enough for them to fight anyway. I don't mind another, again, whatever, six weeks, however long it takes for them to film and show to actually air. Um, and, and, and like Mike said, this, these guys have the personality for it. They would bring in viewership if this was if this was to be put on ESPN um, or put on some sort of some you know some sort of programming that the, that they'd want to draw eyeballs to. Then, then they have to, this is one of the very few matchups where I do still like fighter coach versus fighter coach. Um, but other than that, I, I kind of like to see him play with the form. But yeah, we don't really know. Colby has said many times he wants to do it. Has Jorge has uh, Masvidal mentioned it at all? He, he, I don't he, think just, so. uh, he just hashtag super necessary and then he moves on. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't um, recall so Maswell ever kind probably of, mentioning it. Yeah, yeah I, I, I know that's the fight the UFC is working on. Uh, that's that's as much as I know. But it's interesting because as of right now, looking ahead at the schedule, there is a main event attached to every single fight card through March right now. Through March, this is a main event fight. Unless you, unless it's like you're paying these guys good money to co-main some sort of pay per view. Right now, the, the the first UFC fight on the schedule, fight night on the schedule that does not have a main event, is the April tenth card. So, I mean, if this fight's happening, it's okay. not happening till at least April. That wouldn't, and that wouldn't even work. Okay. Tough. That wouldn't work. I couldn't. They couldn't. Yeah. So it won't be yeah. tough. Yeah, that won't work. If they're in tough, that means they're as soon as it'd be like during midsummer at best to shoot the show and I, have. I, Remember they shoot I it and still then they think, wait well, like you, well, another three, four months, two after. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you know who they should get to be the coaches? Uh you know they should be the coaches. Warley Alves and Nate Diaz. Let's go. There we go. There's your next <laughs> ultimate fighter season. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, see, we were struggling before. What's the road we can take to get there, Mister? No, don't do drugs. Uh, uh, crack is whack. Uh, up with hope. Hope down. Dope. Uh, Willie Alves versus uh, Nate Diaz uh, on Nelson Fighter. Sure, there we go. Thank you, Sheila. I know the tough is great. Tough never die. Uh, tough hasn't been great since it, it's been a long time it's been a long time it's, it's the not the show it's, it's not the, the fighters it's just the reality show concept of like following these guys and gals like in a house and doing the basketball jerseys and all that like there has been no evolution to the show like you look forward to the fights and maybe the coaches challenge depending on what it is outside of that i don't care about any of it i don't care how many beers Chris Lieben can drink. I don't care who pees in the backyard. I don't care about any of that stuff. I just want to see the fights, maybe the occasional training montage and the coaches challenge. Like when they play air hockey against each other for $50,000 or whatever it is. See, see, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say you're wrong. I'm just say you're wrong because yeah, I like fighting. I like mixed martial arts, but what I really like is I, I want to know how good these guys are at being roommates. You know, I, I that's why that's, I, I want to know. I was like, oh, is is this potential lightweight prospect? Is is does he choose to sleep? Does he choose to go in the top bunk? No, does he does he you know is he cleaning up after himself? Is he doing the dishes? You know, that's that's what I need to know. You know, like, anyone can fight, but you know, can 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 you keep up with your daily chores? Just saying. That's yeah. And and we even lost like I think part of the appeal of some of the early shows in a sort of a morbid way was remember cutting weight when cutting weight was still kind of so mysterious and cool uh, and, yeah, and, and, yeah like oh look how tough they are and, they're and, almost yeah, dying and, right yeah we even thought it was cool and there was there was so many chances of people like missing at first like at least six or seven seasons there's so many times where like guys were just not prepared for how different it would be how different it was in the house to make weight. Uh, and then as you got into the later seasons, it was just almost never an issue. They might still show a little bit of, oh, here's a guy chilling in the sauna. But it's like it's just another avenue of drama that was kind of lost as as things went on. Yeah. And then the better fighters realized, oh, I just fight. If I want to get in, if I want to go in tough, I go in tough a weight class up, win it, then go back down a weight class. You know, that's what you especially yeah. the women. Like that's what one, happened. Or two, one or two weight classes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What a, you, Sheila and AK, just get out of here. <laughs> The only the only season I actually cared about what happened in the house was the season Matt Brown was on because everyone was like terrified of him. It was just hilarious. There you go. Per, I like the pranks. Remember what, what did they do? Put lemon lime juice in his in his in his dip can or something. That's one of the more tame ones. Natalie, Natalie, shout out your shout out your favorite pranks. Oh, or, or Natalie or anyone, shout out your favorite pranks uh, in the comments, and we'll read some of them if they are PG, which many of the uh in the show we're not unfortunately is this a tough thing <laughs> if diego sanchez yeah. will throw away Stephen bonner's asparagus oh man i mean listen that first season i was in i mean that first season is what made me the fan i am today if we're being honest so you, and diego so, sanchez is a big part of that so that's interesting you're, you're one of those you're one of the, you're one of those fans who, who came in through tough right yeah that, no i mean but no no, no that's to, fine to become to go from yeah, no, to go from like a casual viewer mm-hmm. of it, like UFC 40, when Ken Shamrock like left WWF and fought Tito, like I couldn't miss that one. There's no way I was missing that one. That was the first pay-per-view I ever bought. And I would watch like when it was on like Best Damn Sports Show and like they were on these like random networks doing like random shows. I would watch what I could, but I could not justify in my brain 
dropping $40 on a UFC pay-per-view when I didn't know who half these people were. Putting them on network on a, on a cable show, doing that show and getting to see it like a whole different lens of it brought me in. Like I could not miss a Monday night. It was like whatever show was on, I might've been Monday Night Raw and then it was the Ultimate Fighter right after. And I could not miss Diego Sanchez every week. I couldn't wait to see what he was going to do. Like what kind of weird things he was going to say, like what kind of meditation <clears throat> Uh, mantra and chant he was going to have like I, I couldn't keep my eyes off of it and then just learning more about the sport in that way that's what it turned me from like casual viewer to like big time fan you know that's that's, that's, really, that's yeah, really interesting yeah. that's really interesting because and I, I i completely see what you're saying um because but like what you just said now seems completely irrelevant for today's mixed martial arts world because when you were watching it like you said you didn't know who these guys were but now they all have Four different social media accounts. There's embedded. There's there's this show. They they have their own video blogs walking around with them. You know, there's so many more ways to find out who these guys are before they enter the cage. When you know, 15 years ago, dude, there were dark fights. Remember, like UFC, UFC shot fights and they didn't even air. They were just there were there was there were dark fights. You know, can you imagine that now? A dark fight like oh, so after Kiesa Magni, there were three more fights after this. That you had to be in the arena to watch. That's how it used to be, in for UFC fights or any any. Bellator still has that. They have they have fights after po- the post limbs. Yeah. So that's why and, I just and think, that's why I just think tough is just not necessary because we can know the fighters other ways about making a silly reality show. It certainly doesn't work as a vehicle for exposure anymore because, as you mentioned, uh, we see we see the real fighters now right on their social media. We see videos in the house. You're actually limited, right? In the house. Uh, you, have, you have no TV, you're not with your family, no friends. It's actually, actually a really artificial environment that probably shows nothing about who you actually are. Uh, a lot of guys, again, I said they have completely different personas in there. Maurice Green, uh, Matt Mitrione. That's just, uh, uh, I think uh, Tony Ferguson obviously had some rough moments in there. He keeps, he said afterwards, like, that's not indicative of who I am. I just, you know, I, I, I was just a bad guy in there. Um, Josh Koscheck, I mean, he kind of carried that over, but, uh, so, th- so sometimes it doesn't, but for the most part, you're really getting this TV version of a guy that is nothing like the actual fighter. So uh, it really doesn't provide the, the right kind of exposure anymore. Some pranks are corny. Some yes. pranks are corny. Many. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica. Um, let me see. New, see, unfortunately, the YouTube comments have gone haywire. Now we're just talking about tough. When we just saw six million fights in a row, so uh, let's see if we guess. <laughs> questions about today's card, people. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called "The Future of Work," where I answer all your questions on surprise, the future of work. Questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Hold on, hold on. All right, I, I get... I- I got a question. Maybe turn the tide here. I think it's, sure. it's, it's a great question to do. So AK, how on a scale of one to 10, how much of a hose job did Ike Villanueva receive by not getting a bonus? All right. Uh, while we wait for some more questions for him, um, it, how do you say out of 10? 
out of, of 10. 10, Mike? Solid eight. Yes. Solid eight. But that's as far as I'm willing to go. Solid eight. It was, it was such a great moment. It was on the main card. He's fighting for his job. It's a legit walk-off. He he, he smacks the guy and, and then does the sign of the cross, uh, which my mother would love. God bless her. Um, and uh, there's a great – his post-fight speech, he, he's, he's, I love the UFC. UFC number one. Uh, uh, I, I, gosh, I, I, you know, I got to go back to work on Monday. I'm just a humble, I'm just a humble, hardworking guy, which the UFC usually eats that stuff up. Uh, and usually the game, I, I was, I, I was almost crafting like a tweet and I was going to write something like, oh, Dana White's going to use this kind of show to show the generosity of the UFC. Give me an extra 50 grand to this, you know, this humble, just hardworking guy. Uh, and, and they didn't even do that. So I, I, I don't know. Um, he should have gotten a bonus. It, it was, and, and I would argue it was the most impressive finish of the night. If we're just going by aesthetics, like what was the best finish? The walk-off knockout was the best finish. <laughs> the only thing I'll say to justify it, I think we've said Nurmagomedov, uh, Umar, probably a little bit of favoritism because of his association with uh, Khabib, his relationship with Khabib. But he was he was facing a tougher guy. Morozov is a much, much tougher, more skilled fighter than Murray, for being fair. Uh, and, and if you're asking me, like, who actually showed more in their fight, obviously Umar did. So playing, giving both sides of it, I can I can somewhat rationalize why Umar got the extra 50000 But who should have gotten it? Like Villanueva all the way. I, for sure. I Villanueva, come on. I thought Fierro was more... Fierro should be talked about, too. <laughs> hmm. That was very impressive. She looked great. Um, yeah, she yeah, she's, she, she's legit, man. She looked great. And when she was talking to the media afterward, and if you watch um, her post-fight scrum, sounded great, too. She knows, um, I think she's speaking, she's, she's speaking French, but um, she's someone She's someone I'm excited to see again. I, I, want, I want to see her pre-fight interview. I want, I want to see training footage of her. I want This is someone I want to know more about. And um, I, um, I'm excited. Actually, you know... These early fights, you know, you're like, whatever, you know, I you kind of you see these fights and I, I might forget about them in a couple of weeks, you know, but I think um, I think she's going to stick out. And um, I mean, I, yeah, I was excited about her. Um, but, you shout, know, shout, shout out to Derek. Shout out to Derek, by the way, the, port- yeah, normally the Portuguese translator yeah. for uh, the UFC stepping in, showing off, showing off. He speaks uh, Francais as well. So there you go. Good job. Excellent work by Derek. You know, we didn't talk about yet today. I'm surprised. Who is next for Larone Murphy? Well, Casey, we're going to let you answer that question because me and AK, we have to craft our answer uh, in the correct way for on to the next one, which will drop tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., by the way. forty. So he's a 45-er. Okay, first off, I was very impressed with Larone Murphy. Very, very impressed. He fought a very good opponent. Who Who? Who is that? Andrade? How do you say his? Is it Andrade? Well, you can... You- I just yeah. call him De Silva. De Silva. Yeah, De Silva. Yeah. De Silva. Um, he's got to only loses to premier fighters, elite fighters. And Lerone Murphy is a competitive fight, but he beat him. So I was just, I just think we have a, a new, a new top. He'll be a future top 15. And hopefully, I think he's good enough to be a top 10. I don't know if he's a title contender, but um, I was just, I was just, I like the way he fights. I like this. I like his story. I like, um, it's like I like that guy a lot. Um, but who for who for him next? Man, oh man, oh man. It's a deep division. Yeah, you can't. Go it's real. Deep. It's real deep. 
Yeah. Oh boy. I wonder if someone. I wonder if someone like Darren Elkins. What's Darren Elkins up to? Someone to get. He's booked, I think. Right. Yeah. He is booked. Okay. I don't think so. Yeah, I I see someone no. like someone someone like Darren Elkins, someone right outside the top fifteen, someone we know we know Ooh. his name, and someone that can real like. If you if you beat like if you beat the Silva, you beat Darren Elkins, you're 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 gonna be around. You're gonna be in the UFC for a while, and um, I, yeah, I, you can't really go wrong. But I just think he's a. I think he's. I think you just saw that. I just think people are excited to see him, and um, I'm excited. I agree. Do you think we'll see Francisco Figueredo be a title contender? Okay, you go. <laughs> I mean, look, he's clear. He's clearly skilled. Uh, he's clearly skilled. He's probably made the choice to drop him back down to 125. I know, I know his brother's the champion of that division. Um, but if anything, it'll give him, you know, it'll give him room to to grow. You know, I think maybe at 135 if he um if he came out of the gates and won and you know got a little too got got came out hot, people just because of his name would be saying, "Oh, shoot him into the I guess the top 15 guy." At flyweight, obviously that's not going to happen. I think uh, you know, you kind of you kind of let him uh, simmer for a bit. He showed good skills today. Uh, he had grappling that he could rely he could rely on, which is always um is always something that uh, you want to see uh, from someone that's just entering the UFC, but I don't know if we saw uh, a, a championship potential today. Uh, it was a good performance. It wasn't overwhelming. Um, Jerome Rivera is a, a, a decent opponent, but you know, not someone who like if you beat him, I don't know, you know, completely blown away. So, but I, I, if I have to answer this question, yes or no, Prince of Mischief, I don't. I, I'm, I'm a fence sitter. Everyone here listens to me knows that. But I'll say, I'll say no. I do not think we will see Francisco Figueroa compete for a UFC title. I'm gonna have to go with a no. Also, at 25, maybe he bulks up a little bit and becomes a solid 35er. But I think at 25. Uh, I I didn't see it yet, but congratulations on your victory, sir. Prove me I mean, wrong. Prove me wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's the he'll be the first one to mimic everything you guys just said. He he thought his performance sucked. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't even remember if he ever fought a twenty five before before this. If he had, it was a long time ago. He spent a lot of time at right. twenty five. Uh, I remember when when. Me and Guillermo Cruz confirmed this fight. Everyone's question was, are you sure it's fights at 25? Because he doesn't fight at 25. And then we found out that it was. So I'm, I am going to sit on the fence. It's way too early to tell, but throw him into a matchup and test him. Like what? It, throw him in there with Tyson Nam. Tyson Nam will fight anybody. This division is, this division is deep in talents, but there's not a lot of fighters. So you could put him in there with like anybody. So if you want to throw him in there with a guy like Tyson Nam, I'd be down for that and see how that thing plays out and we'd get a, a better glimpse of how good this guy is. That sounds about right. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I like that. There's a little uh, on to the next one freebie, guys, because we're probably not going to talk about Francisco on the show, so there's a little freebie for you. Can we call, can we call him Figgy Talls? Is he taller than his brother? Right, I'm gonna go. No, some of us said small Figgy Smalls or something, but well, Figgy, we got Figgy but Smalls. But Figueroa doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't Figgy like Smalls. that name though, so I don't know. I'm not gonna use it. You can't, like you it. can't. I'm not gonna say it to his face. Jeez, man. Like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm, well, I'm, that makes I'm, it okay then. I'm. I'm a keyboard warrior, sir. Jeez. Uh, we have a question from Dr. Uh, Alan oh, Grant. I love, 
I love this question, by the way, because then I get to humble brag a little bit. Is Omari <laughs> Akhmedov a legit contender? He beat Weidman, albeit super close decision. He did not beat Weidman. He lost <laughs> that fight. Um, but he 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 learned a lot from that fight. There's no doubt about it. And that's why I picked him so confidently against Tom Breeze. I figured third round, that's when things get a little sketchball for Akhmedov because he gets tired. But I just until I just needed to see it from Tom Breeze first. Like this is the fight that he needed. Like if Tom Breeze is going to be like a legit 85er, this is the fight he had to show it in. And I had a feeling he wasn't going to be able to, he's got skills, great boxer. He's, he's talented, but Akhmedov is a tough, tough dude. And I want to thank Omari Akhmedov because I believe I was the only one in our staff picks that picked Akhmedov and he made me look like a million dollars. And because of that win, I got to, uh, to outpick everybody on the staff this week. So I was very happy about that. So thank you to Omari Akhmedov. But uh, the question is, AK, is Omari Akhmedov a legit contender? Is he a contender at 185? Uh, no, the car- the cardio is so questionable. The, car- the cardio is a legit problem. He, he looked at, he sounded gassed after this fight. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was a pretty, um, it, it was not a slow fight. I mean, it was, it was, there was quite a bit of action in, in the, the duration of the fight there was. But, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if you can be breathing that heavy after, after um, if you can keep consistently sounding like that after, after fights. And the, the Weidman fight, he gassed, obviously. Uh, the Weidman fight, I remember, it's really, really grueling first 10 minutes. And then the last round was whoever gets a takedown first was going to win. And it just happened to be Weidman. And then neither guy was going to get back up once it was to hit the ground. So uh, that's a problem. That's a real problem for Akhmedov. Um, he showed some striking in the past too, but I mean, wrestling really is sort of his, his a skill. Uh, is it at the level to be a contender at 185? I, I don't think so. Considering how kind of how strong that division was this year. Nah, I, I, I don't see him becoming a, a legit, a legitimate contender. That's two no's for me. I feel so bad. Um, you know- He's, I, I think he's like a consistent top 15 guy. You know what I mean? He'll be in the top 15 for a long time. I don't think he exits that. I think he's one of those guys. I think he's one of the best top 15 185ers in the UFC right now. I, I feel confident in saying that, but I agree with what you're saying, AK. The cardio is a, is a question, but that fight was bananas. That that fight was crazy. It was a different pace fight than you've yeah. seen him in the past. Like He had Breeze in trouble, then Breeze had him in trouble. And then, by the way, let me just say this before I go to you, Casey. A man who probably also should have got a performance bonus was referee Lucas Basaki. What a great job he did in that fight. Because even with the commentators screaming, he's out, he's out, stop the fight, stop the fight. Breeze was still in it. He was still there, and then he tapped. I thought he did a phenomenal job, so I wanted to give him a shout. But uh, what do you think of Akhmedov's ceiling, Casey? I agree with you. I think he's... um... He's that top 10 gatekeeper. I don't expect him ever to fight for a number one contender fight, to to fight for a title especially. Um, but you have to, at, in the middleweight division, you know, there, every division has this. In the middleweight division, you have to beat a guy like Ock Madoff. You have to beat him convincingly if we're going to, if if the fans are going to think that you're a future title contender. Um, for every card, you know, every card, you know, I like to brag, oh, I nailed that pick. But every card is also one pick you were you were very confident on, and you just bleh. Tom Breeze was tonight. I th- I thought Tom, I thought this was going to be a showcase fight for Tom Breeze. I thought Tom Breeze was like, okay, this is the Tom Breeze that we've been hearing about. I mean, a guy that just looks great coming off the bus, he knows. And um, nope, uh, that was, it, as much as it was a great win for Amari, 
tonight it was a horrible loss for Tom Breeze. Um, yeah, I think like the Tom Breeze hype train, if it wasn't already seriously derailed, it, it was off the rails and like pushed down the hill more. So unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, if you'd asked us, we it, like, who would we talking about as a potential contender after the show? We would have like before the fight, we would have said Tom Breeze, not Omari Akhmedov. So that's what's kind of fun. That's why I guess why we're acting kind of such a weird way to this question is I, it just wasn't the outcome that uh, we expected the, the way the way it went. And um, so, yeah, it's funny. I, I, I view Breeze is like the higher ceiling uh prospect as it was not a prospect anymore but higher ceiling prospect for, to become a contender mm-hmm. and and he lost so now i don't know what to think yeah i just yeah it, it was a bad loss for breeze but um someone someone suggested this watch my 666 mm-hmm. i like it i think i think it's fine that that's not sense. bad i might steal that i might steal that for the show <laughs> uh <laughs> right, we're, we're right about at an hour yeah. so let's take a couple more we, I, we talked about this a little bit, but I don't know if you have any opinions. Yeah. She's a monster. She is a monster. I picked, I, I, like I said earlier, I left our Q&A, and I think the last thing I said besides a goodbye is, I'm picking Victoria Leonardo in an upset. And then probably 35 <laughs> seconds in that fight, I immediately regretted that decision. <laughs> like the fact that Leonardo didn't immediately charge at her and throw her up against the cage and shoot a double and change levels, I knew she was in big trouble. That's why I said like probably 55 seconds of the fight, I tweeted out, she needs to get this fight to the ground ASAP. And she didn't. And that's what happens when you fight somebody with those kinds of credentials. Manon Fioro is a legit striker. And she gained probably so much confidence from that win. Cause she, not only was she landing her shots, but one Victoria decided, you know what? I'm going to take this fight to the ground. She just out muscled her. Victoria couldn't get near her. And that was it. And then she just picked her apart. She is nasty. She's long. She's strong. I'm not ready to say give her a title shot or she's going to be a future champion, but she's someone we got to keep an eye on, no doubt about it. And I hope the UFC progresses her the right way. Like, don't throw her in any any crazy fights. Slow, slow, slow. Let her build her way back up and and, and just get even more legit and get onto more television sets and into more living rooms and eyeballs can, can watch her. Like, Slow roll her, let her do her thing. What did you think of her performance, AK? Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, Peyton Marfell, for the question. Yeah, uh, Phil, oh, um, uh, first of all, Leonardo is really, really tough. I know we said about every fighter, but I mean, she, if anyone's seen her in Victa, she's super tough, a really, really great athlete as well. So I, I kind of know what Mike is saying is like, he's a little surprised she didn't just kind of jump out of the gate. Um, but I think she definitely saw uh, very quickly what a skilled uh, and also unique striker that uh, Fioro is because. Uh, when you have that karate, I mean, a lot of fighters you know, have, have had karate. But obviously, they can't like actually bring it into the cage. Of course, Wonder Boy is number one example of a guy. Uh, Machida, as people view as karate fighters, but her her style is distinct, and that is the, we're talking about potential, like star power. That's a big thing. If, if people see her, they're going to remember her fighting because she fights. She has a striking style that's effective, but also stands apart from from other uh, women in her weight class. Uh, she's the first French fighter, uh, a French woman. Excuse me. She's the first French woman. Uh, to win a UFC fight, and that's big too. So there's already there's already a couple of hooks there. I, I'm sure she, uh, she's going to work on her English. Uh, again, that's 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 not not her number one concern right now. You know, she's only in her seventh pro fight. She's got a lot of other skills to work on. But I'm sure there's already people in your ear saying, "Hey, you know, Manon, you could be you could seriously be a star in this division uh, and in the UFC. Let's work on the English a little bit, and then 
and let's let's keep those skills going and just keep getting your name out there. And I wouldn't be surprised if the UFC was so high in this performance that uh, they threw her on a fight night main card uh, in her next outing. Fierro versus Justine Quiche. Sure. I think that's, love uh, that. that's a fun fight. I think, yeah, that's not pushing her too far up mm-hmm. the ladder. And, um, yeah, I think uh, Justine's coming off a loss. Um, I think this works. I think, um, yeah, it's an exciting fight. I'm, I'm just, I, I'm just excited when I see uh, new, new, new prospects. And, you know, it's like, oh, how old is, she? how old is, how old is this? Is she? I think she's thirty. Thirty. Okay, so she's right. She's hitting that athletic prime right now. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, ex- people have been people crap on the women's flyweight division, and I, I, I've always been just give it some time, give it some time. Because because for the longest time it just wasn't like the premier division. It was always about the it was always about the bantamweights, Ronda Rousey. Then it was about the strawweights with Joanna forever. So there was just no big push, no rivalry, no, no rivalry. Joanna had rivals. Ronda had rivals. Farmer Valentina, she's really had no rivals at twenty five. So it seems kind of like this 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 division that just exists at the top, and that but after that it's just whatever. So. Um, I've always just just give it some time. Give these things take years to kind of develop. So, but I think now it's coming. These these women are developing their skills. So, Valentina's gonna have some stiff competition coming up pretty soon. But a um, couple more fights for Miss Fierro. Yeah, poor Victoria Leonardo had to fight Chelsea Hackett and get kicked in the body by her. Then had to fight Man Fierro and get kicked in the body by her. Good God Almighty. Uh, Fiora versus Ariane Lipsky. Too soon. Too soon, too soon for that. Fight. Too soon, but um, but hey, I like 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 what you're thinking though. I, hey, but that that just means that people at home they when they saw that fight too they they I think they 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 saw big things in her. It wasn't just a win. It was just like all right, this this lady is special. Uh, one more, one more, one more. Fine. Do, 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 do. Uh, Uh, no pressure. No pressure. I know, Last I know, question. I know, I know, I know. No pressure. Yeah. Final question. <laughs> They're all excellent. All, all the yeah, all the questions on. you guys have are excellent. You guys are always bringing it. We yeah, if you have a hot one, now is the time, guys. Yeah, now guess, is the time. Yeah, Drop a hot us, one in there. One. Come on, give us a hot one. Come on, come on. Because it's gonna be a while before you see us again. Oh no, yeah. no, it won't. You're gonna <laughs> see us probably in like 36 hours for another preview show and. Then, it's yeah, not like not. don't have enough car in three days. Sandy fan disagree. Up between the lines tomorrow yeah. too. Oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> Tune into that, guys. Remember, guys, between the links now on Thursdays and uh, what the heck's now on Mondays, Mike? Tuesdays. Tuesdays. What the heck on Tuesdays between the links, which used to be on Tuesday? So they switched around, right? So remember that, guys. Fix fix your local program. We'll switch real. All right. Oh, wait. I'm just going to put this on. What does it say? Oh. Yeah, this is d- directly for you because I don't remember this. Wait, what is wait. Super random question. Remember for- that interview? Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> well, I, I, I really should read these questions before I, put, be, before I put them up there. That had to be, uh, <laughs> that had to be Sousa, right? Yeah. That had to be Livia that, that's Sousa. Livia, right? Livia Sousa. Livia Sousa. The uh, Brazilian gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Livia Sousa. Yeah. Um, I was like, I like uh, hip hop and girls have big. Um, it was big butts, but um, watch your watch your language, Crystal, uh, <laughs> Jessica, Crystal Crew. Yeah, but Livia Sousa, <laughs> she loves hip hop and the girls of the big butts. So, uh, but don't we all? All right. 
Well, uh, so there we go. There you go. What a way to what a way to end it. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. We're not getting we're not getting better than that. Nailed it. Yeah, nailed it. Yeah, that was, that was home run. And there's the music. There's the music. They're pulling they're pulling us away. They're stopping us short. Finally. So. Yes, UFC Fight Island 8 is in the books. Michael Chiesa gets a big win. We'll see where he goes from there. On to the next one. Drops tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Then we'll officially put a bow on that card. Get between the links tomorrow, 5 p.m. Eastern time. Get ready for that. Jed Mishu versus Steven Morocco. What a battle that's going to be. We also got the press conference for UFC 257 coming tomorrow morning as well. It's just so much stuff. Just so much stuff. Just go into the YouTube page on the UFC... And just look at where the, where the streams are scheduled, and you'll know what the hell's going on, all right? So for AK, for Casey, I am Mike Heck. Good night, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.